one of the biggest, if not the biggest story in college football, maybe even in all of college sports, and what that has to do with LSU. We'll get into all of that, plus so much more on today's edition of Locked at LSU. You are Locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, we are on YouTube as well, so you can listen to the podcast on the go. You can also watch it on YouTube. Locked on LSU. Hit that subscribe button, and you won't miss a single second of your Locked on LSU content. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. I graduated from LSU. I've been covering LSU sports since 2016, and I now host a sports talk radio show in Nashville, Tennessee. And before I get into all the good stuff, i got to let you all know that today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So this is one of the biggest stories, I would say, in, in sports nationally, specifically in college sports, and even more specifically in college football. And coming up next, I want to explain exactly what that has to do with LSU because so stick with me. You might be thinking, you know, what why do I care about this? You should care about this. And it's Jaden Rashada. By now, I'm sure you've probably heard that name. If you haven't, a little bit of a background about his story. Jaden Rashada was one of the top quarterbacks in this class and he wasn't as highly coveted as like an Arch Manning, obviously no one's been. But Jaden Rashada is a top 30 player in this year's class. He's a top 10 quarterback in this year's class. He went to IMG Academy. He's been getting offers uh, from college football programs all across the country since his sophomore year in 2020. Jaden Rashada is a really solid football player, really solid quarterback, and whatever team landed him was going to be a lucky one. So he originally signed with Miami, or excuse me, signed, did not sign with Miami. He originally committed to Miami. And then a few months later, he flipped to Florida. So at this point, Jaden Rashada is a Florida commit. The early signing period comes around, and Jaden Rashada signs with the University of Florida. The kicker there is he signed a $13 million NIL deal with the University of Florida. And that's, I mean, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, it's because it is. (laughs) It's because, I mean, NFL players aren't even making $13 million. Lamar Jackson's making five a year on his rookie deal. $13 million is an astronomical amount of money to pay an 18-year-old quarterback to come play in college. But that's just the the era of college football that we're living in. That's not the point. So he gets a $13 million NIL deal from Florida, flips from Miami to Florida. He says it's not because of the NIL deal. It's simply because of the culture, because it's the best fit for him. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay, Jaden Rashada. It has nothing to do with a $13 million buyout. But I I don't blame the kid for doing it. Look, if somebody said to me, hey, you can continue to play the game that you love and you can get a really good education and we're going to pay you $13 million to do it, I would say, sign me up. I don't care where it is. Let's go. So I don't blame him for doing that. But he, you know, continues to deny that it's for the NIL deal, signs with Florida. And then we start to hear that there are some elements of the NIL deal that aren't necessarily being followed through upon. That there were some things that were promised that Florida couldn't deliver. 
And this was an NAL deal that was brought together by the Gator Collective, which is obviously a collective that Florida puts together and pools money from boosters and people around, you know, Florida fans pools money together for NAL deals. That's what a collective is. So the collective, basically, the message was, we don't have the money to pay you. We were going to offer you where we we signed a contract, a deal, an NIL deal worth $13 million, and we can't deliver on it. So then there were rumors that came out that said that Jaden Rashada requested to um, be released from his NLI, his National Letter of Intent. And then, you know, himself and his dad came out and said, no, 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 that's not necessarily the case. And Jaden Rashada, you know, says publicly several times, I'm so excited to be part of what Billy Napier is building at Florida. He's, you know, taking pictures with other fellow Florida commits and keeps saying publicly, I'm so excited because Florida is the best fit for me. No matter what, all of this noise, you know, Florida, I'm excited to to build upon what I, I have and what we can build at Florida. Just, you know, continues. It's all it's all good things about Florida. And then a couple of days ago, it was confirmed that he did request to be released from his national letter of intent and that Florida did grant that that request and has re- released him from his national letter of intent. So Jaden Rashada, who graduated from high school early, Jaden Rashada, who was planning on enrolling at Florida for the spring semester so he could be part of, of spring practices, start to get into the team, start to get himself implemented in college ball. He's now back in his home in California. He graduated from high school. He will not be enrolling at Florida. He will not be getting his $13 million NIL deal. And a kid who flipped from Miami, had looked like, you know, he was set up at Miami, flipped to Florida, which all of the signs point toward. He flipped to Florida for, for his NIL deal. Again, I don't blame him. I do the same thing. Money is money. Um, so all of this with Jaden Rashada, this NIL deal-driven commitment to Florida, this $13 million promise from the Gator Collective. And now Jaden Rashada is without a landing spot for the 2023 season. Now I think he's probably a very coveted uh, recruit. You know, things have not gone according to plan. For Jaden Rashada, things have not gone according to plan for Florida. I mean, Florida is in a rough spot going into next year. But this isn't about Jaden Rashada, and it's not about Florida. This has a um, this is a big statement for college football as a whole and for the future of NIL. But how does this affect LSU? How should we, as LSU fans and followers of LSU football, feel about this Jaden Rashada situation and what it means for the rest of college football. I want to get into all of that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about betonline.net. Y'all know that I love betonline.net because it's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. There's pro football, college bowl season, basketball, um, We've got college basketball, NBA. We've got it all at betonline.net. So if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. It's super fast, super easy. It's a one-stop shop to get all of your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. I appreciate y'all. But make your make sure that you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything that you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So Jaden Rashada, I think, is easily the biggest story in college sports because it's not just about Jaden Rashada. It's not just about this poor kid, you know, this poor, you know, really promising prospect who is one of the top prospects in the country, a top quarterback prospect who has now been put through the ringer through NIL. But it has a bigger statement about college football as a whole. But how does that affect LSU? So I know that there have probably been a lot of you out there, maybe not you specifically, but a lot of LSU fans who have been frustrated with how LSU has handled NIL deals. I think a lot of you, maybe you're not listening, but I know that there are a lot of fans out there, and it's not just LSU fans. It's also fans of Georgia or Alabama, programs that have been fairly conservative as far as NIL deals are concerned, as far as who gets the NIL deals. I believe my my outside looking in view of the way that LSU deals with NIL or they approach NIL is, look, you can get in here and prove yourself. If you come in and you're one of the top players in the country, those NIL deals are going to come easily. But a lot of the collectives have been, I guess, apprehensive about giving up those big time deals to kids that are in high school. You look at Nico Ayamala, they all, I, I mess it up every time. I butcher it every single time, and I literally cover the kid. Nico Ayamaleava, I think that's right. I'm so sorry, Nico. Um, $8 million quarterback going to the University of Tennessee. Jaden Rashada had a $13 million NIL deal. Those are massive, massive promises made to kids who have proven nothing at this level, to be completely honest with you. I know that those two and so many other players, not even just quarterbacks, but players coming out of a high school that are getting these massive deals and massive promises from wherever they choose to go. I know they're probably really great players. I'm sure that there's so many of them out there that are going to live up to expectations, might you know lead their team to a national championship, could be Heisman Trophy contenders, but some of them won't. I don't know what kind of value you place on, on on certain players coming out of high school because this is also new. I don't know what the market is necessarily, but I don't know how you can set a value on a player that high, a $13 million 18-year-old senior in high school. I don't know how you could ever expect to get your return on that investment because I, because I don't know how they view that value. You know, if Florida, if Jaden Rashada did go to Florida, and if Jaden Rashada did win the Heisman, lead Florida to national title, maybe even multiple national titles, and Florida is at the top of college football, then you could say, yup, worth every single penny. But not every quarterback is gonna that, that has gotten these big-time deals is going to have that come to fruition. Not every single quarterback, the Nico Amaleavas, oh, 
so embarrassing. Um, and the Jaden Rashad is out there and every other player who's getting multi-million dollar NIL deals is going to be able to be a Heisman Trophy winner. That's just the reality of it. So I look at how LSU has been has approached things. And of course, everything changes. The market for for NIL is going to change. But and there are probably so many NIL deals that we have no idea about things that might be, you know, maybe not publicized as much as Jaden Rashada's $13 million deal or Nico's $8 million deal with Tennessee. But, it, you know, we haven't heard of any of those massive NIL deals going to kids in high school who are committing to LSU. The LSU collectives aren't dishing out and pulling together all of their cash to appease a high school student to come to LSU who may or may not deliver. And I think that a lot of fans have been frustrated with that. And I get it. It's a competitive market now. Look at Texas A&M's recruiting class this past year. And look at the amount of money that was pushed into that 2021, 2022 rather, recruiting class. But that didn't come to fruition for Texas A&M. And I think that Jaden Rakshada's instance, as, as much as I hate that this poor, young, talented, promising young man had to be made an example of, but I think that all of you people who may be frustrated with the LSU for not dishing out the money, for not being in that competitive market for some of these five-star quarterbacks or five-star players that are going to other schools for big-time NAL deals, let this be a lesson that sometimes having the more conservative approach is the best thing. Because now, look at Florida. Look at where they are. Anthony Richardson is going to the NFL draft. They had a five-star coming out of high school that they pulled his uh, his scholarship for good reason. Um, their backup quarterback is going to jail. Um, Florida has no, like has no depth at the quarterback position. Florida is effed. And Florida did everything they could to bring in a really solid quarterback, but it fell through. So now they're left with no quarterback. This poor Jaden Rashada has no home where it is. And I say home, meaning like school, meaning next landing spot for where it stands. And he's going to, he is in the 2023 class. Time's ticking. And now you look at the national perception of the University of Florida program and the Gator Collective. And if I am a recruit, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, I'm not getting into bed with that. I'm not going to end up in the same position that Jada Rashada did. I am not going to be swindled into these promises that the Gator Collective could have made and let my future be compromised for it. And whether all of that is is true or not, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know the, the specifics of exactly what the negotiations were and who made promises that couldn't deliver and whose fault it was that all of this went down. I don't know those specifics. But as, you know, as me and you and everyone on the outside of this this deal, this Florida deal, the perception is, well, man, Florida just totally you know, just pulled something away from this poor young man. And now Florida and both Jade and Rashada are worse off because of it. So if you are going to ask me, would you rather be LSU, a team that has been fairly conservative with dishing out NIL deals, at least to kids coming out of high school. And I call them kids. I know they're like adults. And then you do everything in your power to help your student athletes get NIL deals, make money, manage that money correctly. Or would you rather be Florida, who wasn't conservative, who did everything it could do to lure Jaden Rashada in, and now they are Jaden Rashada list, quarterback lists, and now their reputation is kind of tarnished because of it? Give me LSU every day. Give me LSU's conservative approach to it.
And that might come back to bite LSU in the butt one day. There might come a day where every single other program in college football is evolving their approach to NIL, and maybe LSU does it and they miss out on good players because of it. I have a good feeling that if college football evolves and NIL evolves, LSU will too. But LSU is not the only team that has been fairly conservative, at least with kids coming out of high school. How many NIL deals have you heard of Georgia commits? I haven't heard of any. How many NAL deals have you heard from Alabama commits? I haven't heard of any. I've heard of plenty of NAL deals for players within the program. Same thing with LSU. So many guys with deals with, with Gordon McKernan, with Raising Canes, with whatever it is. Plenty of, of current players have NAL deals. Those were negotiated by themselves, either the representation, by the school themselves. And it's, hey, you come in here, you grind, you prove yourself, we'll help you make money. And I have a feeling that's probably how Georgia and Alabama approach their programs as well. And I know those aren't the only ones, just, you know, examples off the top of my head. Whatever Georgia and Alabama is doing, I want to do that too. Georgia just won two back-to-back national championships for the first time in college football playoff history. I know that it's not all because of NIL, but LSU and their approach, they're in good company. And I don't want to see my school go through with what Florida, go through what Florida is going through right now. Florida's going to be dealing with lawsuits. I have to imagine Jaden Rashada's family is very happy about what happened. I have a feeling there are probably going to be some lawyers get involved with this situation. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you have to continue recruiting and getting, th- and getting pieces through the transfer portal. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Florida's season kind of fell short of expectations. And a lot of fingers are being pointed to Billy Napier. Like, what are you going to do to make this team better in 2023? It's a whole lot going on at Florida right now that I don't want to get into bed with. But this doesn't just have anything to say about LSU. It has big time, I don't want to say repercussions because I don't think that's the right word, but maybe maybe what we've all been asking for with NIL is starting to come to fruition. And I'll explain what I mean by that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar because I love Built Bars and I've been wanting to eat healthier in the new year and you probably are too. It might be your New Year's resolution, but I have a sweet tooth. I am so weak when it comes to chocolates and brownies and peanut butter and I don't want to have to give those things up but also fit in my diet. So I can do both of those things with Built Bar. Built Bar is healthy and it's actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious that you bite into it and you're not even going to know that they're good for you. They're perfect for your diet, perfect for your news resolution, perfect for eating right and also kind of hitting that sweet tooth. So what makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Y'all know I love that with my sweet tooth. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in candy bar flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. They are delicious and they're good for you. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That will keep you full for so long. So throw one in your bag at the beginning of the day. You know, munch on it as a snack throughout the day, and you will stay full and stay within your macros. So don't wait around to getting a box. For years, I have been telling you that you can get Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club. So if you go to Walmart, go back to the pharmacy, you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Love the puffs. Or if you go to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box to get stocked up with a hit flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So 
I hate that we have been making an example of this poor young man, Jaden Rashada, but it, it's true. And what have we all been saying ever since the the adoption of NIL? We need some sort of of cap. There needs to be some sort of you know guidance with NIL. There needs to be some sort of something that limits what's going on here. There needs to be rules. We're living in the wild, wild west. We need to tame the wild, wild west. What has Lane Kiffin been saying for so long? You know, we need some sort of, you know, governing body looking over NIL. I hear you. That's not possible. The Supreme Court doesn't unanimously agree on anything. I think we know that. The Supreme Court unanimously agreed that student athletes should be able to make money off of their names, images, and likenesses. And per capitalism, you can't put a cap on that. You cannot govern how much a student athlete makes in NIL money. This is not a, a, a socialist society of NIL where everyone's on an even playing field. This is a capitalist society of NIL. So I understand everyone's been saying we need some sort of restrictions. We need some sort of something that limits what we can do with NIL. It's legally you cannot. But I have been saying for a while that I think the market's going to correct itself. And what do I mean by that? That when there is nothing, that legally there is nothing that can put a cap on NIL, it's a pretty natural turn of events that it'll correct itself. That something will happen for collectives to be deterred to be dishing out deals this big. And I thought it was going to be after a couple of years with NIL because we are still so new. It is so green. It is so fresh with NIL that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's it's allowed now. So you get money, you get money, you get a million dollars, you get a million dollars, like that Oprah meme, you get a million dollars, you get a million dollars. That it was there was going to come a day where businesses or collectives weren't willing to give out a million dollars to 17-year-olds anymore. That, that was going to take a few years. Uh, okay, let's give $8 million to this quarterback. Okay, great. $8 million to this quarterback that we think is going to be the business. He comes to your school and he's pretty average. He was really good in high school, didn't win a whole bunch of games in college. You know, maybe you go eight and four every year and you are Music City Bowl champs. That's not an $8 million quarterback. So I figured after a few years, once there were enough NIL deals that were dished out, and there are going to inevitably be players that did not live up to that deal, that collectives would kind of scale back, that these deals would scale back, and we wouldn't need a legal cap because the market would have corrected itself. I think this instance with Jaden Rashada is one of those things that I predicted to be the market correcting itself for schools to be on notice of what can happen negatively from these deals. And it can happen as, you know, as and you don't have to wait a few years for it to come to fruition. You don't have to wait until that guy comes in and starts and maybe doesn't reach expectations. That it could happen just like this, where lawyers get involved, where there are promises that can't be delivered, where there are collectives that are involved, collectives that are outside of the football program that drive so much of the decisions that the football program makes. I mean, collectives in the football program 
go hand in hand. But the collective deals with their business. The football program deals with their business. The collective says we've got a $13 million pool for Jaden Rashada. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. We're going to give him an offer. Cool. Okay, you got your $13 million. We've got our offer. Great. Oh, yikes. Actually, we don't have $13 million. Our bad. That's a direct reflection of, of the football program. So I think that there are going to be, and you know, just this Jaden Rashada instance, it's not going to automatically make NIL, NIL, you know, super conservative. It's not going to have all of these quarterbacks have their NIL deals pulled. That's not the case at all. But I think that once you start to see a few more of these really unfortunate and sad instances with NIL deals and with recruits, you're going to start to see the deals pull back a little bit. That we don't need a cap. That all uh, everything can can manage itself. And you know what? I've said it so many times, and I just want to reiterate it here. NIL is a good thing. Young athletes, not just football players, not just quarterbacks, athletes who work their butts off day in and day out and deliver on the court, on the football field, on the soccer field, in the pool, in the classroom. They work their butts off, and when they make the school look good, and the money all goes into the pockets of men in suits that didn't do any of that hard work, that's not fair. Whenever there's a player that, you know, brings your school to glory and they don't get to at least financially incentivize, get financially incentivized from that, that's not fair. Overall, NIL is a good thing. I'm really glad that student athletes can now make money because they deserve it. But to everybody saying that there needed to be some sort of restrictions, there's not going to be any legal restrictions, but I think that you might start to see some changes to NIL. And I hate that it happened to Jaden Rashada. Florida is now in a worse spot because of it. But overall, the market always tends to correct itself. But that's going to do it for me today. I hope everyone has a very happy, fun, and safe weekend. Enjoy the divisional round games of the playoffs this weekend. Thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball, which we've got a college basketball game this weekend. LSU wearing the sickest threads ever. I love the uniforms and the jerseys that LSU is wearing this weekend against Tennessee. You had experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything that you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.